Welcome to the argument for the regenerative economy. I'm Matt Powers, an entrepreneur, an author, a gardener, and family guy. And this argument is not my argument. I argue that this argument is the argument that the planet itself makes. Because we live on a regenerative planet, a regenerative world, because we were born and evolved out of a regenerative system, the argument for a regenerative economy is implicit in everything around us and inside of us. So I don't think it's my argument. I think it is an argument that is all around us. It's ubiquitous. It's winning. And it's obvious once you start looking at it uh, at its face. It's how the world works. It's how nature works. It is always continuously growing and expanding and improving the circumstances and the setting, the environment, for more life. So like a business would expand exponentially, creating more business for itself and stability. And, and that's what the environment's doing. And, you know, their, their bottom line is, <laughs> is the, the soil. And the degenerative economy doesn't take the regeneration of natural capital into account. And that is really the problem here and what the regenerative economy sets out to address. Because this world, this regenerative world, it adapts to change, to challenge, and even to attack. It has systems that are anti-fragile. And if allowed to run their preset genomic patterns, the genetic patterns, life begets life, spreading and supporting the creation of more life. And that's what it's about, right? That's what everyone talks about. You know, we want a perpetual growth economy. Um, th there's no limit to how far the economy can grow. They're really getting that idea from nature because there is no limit to the growth of nature to the, the extent that life can complex and build upon itself. We know that the trees and the canopies of the forest of the earth right now are miniature compared to the giant forests of the past, the 200, 300, 400 feet tall canopies that allowed for multiple, multiple lower canopies, uh, subtropical areas and tropical areas enjoyed an incredible amount of diversity that we can only guess at because of the way that things break down in those regions. We don't have a ton of data to show how fantastic it truly was. We've got these trees, we've got these fossils, we've got some evidence, but the evidence shows that we don't even know half the evidence. <laughs> and it is, it is this, the basis of this world is regenerative, so they take the elements of the things that have decomposed, that have come before, and recreate them and create new ones so constantly and consistently that we don't have very many artifacts. That's why the human story keeps leaping backwards into time. The story of fungi keeps leaping backwards into time, sometimes by billions of years. And we're, we're keep rewriting the history of archeology span and science because it's this regenerative quality, it's this compostable quality and adaptability, um, flexibility in the way things work. And, and, and recreate on, on the earth. And it's beautiful, but it can trick us, right? Because we think that this is just the story, this concrete little evidence that we have. We can look out into the world today and take our high school science and middle school science as truth, and we'd be, we'd be far, 
far from right. Um, we'd be far from accurate. And the reality is this regenerative world has been withheld from our our purview. We've not been able to participate in it, be able to see working examples. And because we've, we've removed the critical elements of, of ecosystems and simplified ecosystems into these big farms, I mean, the USDA manages the, the forests and the national forests of America like crops. They're considered, you know, crops because they were planted like crops. Everyone's like, wow, all this Douglas fir is really taking over. <laughs> Who planted it? Why did they plant it? Oh, it's fast growing. Oh, it's for quick buck for making some timber. And that's it. And that's why they choke out planting it because they then clear cut it. And it's bad. It's embarrassing. And the reality is it's degenerative. And we need to start thinking in a new way, but we need to see past the limitations of the horizons that have been set in place throughout our lifetime. We need to look a little bit further into the past. We need to look a little bit further into the archaeology. And we need to look a lot further into the science. And that's really what the regenerative economy um, requires, is that people think a little harder. People do a little bit more research. And when we put it all together we will arrive at a new place. Processes will be partnering with nature, so at times we won't be doing as much work. It won't be as hard. It won't be as expensive. But at other times, we're doing a lot of work, a lot of remediation, preparation, just the way, the way nature does. And we're putting in our dues, just like the seasons, you know, build up that soil bank and, and, and grow that forest. It is very similar and we can expedite the process. We can speed things up. We can choose and select. But at the end of the day, the ideal economy is one that continuously grows, but follows the cycles and rhythms and, and limitations of the natural world. We all want to live in a world where doing the right thing is possible and makes money. And we all want to help each other, help ourselves, and help the planet in a way that solidifies the benefit of all into the future. And I think the frustrating thing is, shouldn't that be natural? Shouldn't that be the way things are? And we have this stigma that earning money is bad. And if, you, if you're wealthy, you did something wrong. And that is because we've got a degenerative economy. So our baseline intuition there is, oh, well, you're destroying natural capital or you're exploiting other people or, you, you know, you did something. <laughs> and that's the reason you have that wealth. Now, I want to flip that on its head. I want it to be that if you do the right thing, if you help a lot of people, if you're healing nature as you do it, then that is the thing that makes people wealthy. And that would make the world a better place. It would make it so that other people could find more stability in their own lives, in their own bioregions. It has this holistic change effect. And the reality is, I mean, we all kind of like, yeah, yeah, but, but, and it's like, you know, that yeah, but thing. It's like, shouldn't it be natural? Shouldn't it? be natural for us to help the earth by a basic functioning of us being 
a product of the earth? You know, um, it should. And we shouldn't have to liquidate natural capital and human capital, you know, exploit human capital um, to get products and labor to get ahead in the rat race, you know, as they say. Uh, that story that we've been told is harmful and limiting and doesn't show what natural is and doesn't show what actual science has shown, doesn't reflect our actual history as human beings. Economies are just social contracts that we can start and stop at any time, modify at any time. And there are disruptions, there are things that speed things up, some things that slow things down. Economies have always changed. They've always been modified. They've had burst and bloom, collapses, social contracts, conventions, the things that we consider to be so sacred in so many ways. Law. Those, you know, those things change. Those things get erased and those things get forgotten. And especially when you have systems that get too big, too fragile, too monopolistic, too monocultural, and, and broken in the way that they cycle nutrients and build the, the, the fundamental basis of their economy. Those collapses are lessons. And we live in exponential times. We live in times of great uncertainty, of great fragility, of economic just total fragility. And we see it reflected in the natural world as well because they're one thing. And so as a parent of two boys and as a high school teacher that's taught thousands and thousands of students as a sub K through 12 sub and then as a tenured English teacher at a high school I have seen a lot of children a lot of development a lot of youth and I'm here to tell you I'm very concerned because where will the jobs be in 10 years what are these kids gonna do when I was a teacher the options were slim I mean it was the military it was going to extreme debt or getting to massive sorts of trouble I mean there's the slim chance that you could get a scholarship, but full-ride scholarships? As a teacher, I was frustrated to learn that only 20,000 people a year are getting that full-ride scholarship dream in all of America. Pretty brutal, actually. So it's like chasing an invisible carrot, you know what I mean? And they're expecting 20 to 50% of the current jobs to go away with automation and with what's going on right now in our economy, the instability, the fear, the, the shift right now is going to be hard. The, the disruption in manufacturing, all this is going to hit the economy even harder, the job market even harder. And we're going to see the contraction of the economy, the old economy, the degenerative economy happen much quicker. And that's an opportunity but it's also something that we need to respect and recognize that people are in hard times. So it's not something I celebrate because I'm, I'm very sensitive to those people that are going to be hurt badly by this. And we, that's why I'm doing this now because I want to get ahead of that and get these ideas out there sooner than later because as, as many of us know, the internet is full of information and getting information 
is only part of it. Understanding it and putting it into action is actual at the actual, right? That's where it's really important. And that's what I'm trying to help people do is to navigate the information, find those action steps and find the confidence to make it real in their lives. And so my students are all, you know, like they're in their 20s now. I haven't taught in, a, in you know, high school in over five years. I've been writing books for high schools and, and all, all K through 12 and colleges and adults. And right now I talk to parents, I talk to educators and people know what we need, but we're not being able to do it. Teachers are held to these rig- rigorous pacing um, and these, these rigorous tests that have no reflection or connection to what's required of you in, in real life. There's no soft skills being taught. There's no authentic um, skills outside of things that AI and automation can replace and are replacing at a rapid rate currently. So the collegiate track is doomed. The stay at home and get into trouble. I've already lost students um, that I taught down those roads. And those ones who thought they were going to be successful sometimes fall the hardest. And and so I'm really worried about them too. It's not, we're in a weird space. We're, it's like perestroika time period, right? Um, we're like, or pre, right? We're like at the end of the Soviet Union right now where we're making bad choices. We're, we're, we're saying things that are stupid. We're investing in the wrong things. We're watching our economy slow to a halt. No one's doing anything. Everyone's just watching and playing the wait and see game. And with, you know, fast moving trains, wait and see never works. So we need to really address that. The reality is we no longer can rely upon our education system and our traditional educational paths and career paths to guide us to a future that is livable for our grandchildren, for our children even. It's become so hard to have families. It's become so hard to just eat good food, to get good health care, to to stay in your own career. I mean, you, you people are saying that you have five to ten job careers um, in your lifetime. And so that means training, not just jobs. These aren't like startup jobs. We're talking about I worked at a bagel shop and then I worked in cater. No, these are jobs that you train for, job careers. So we're talking about stuff that you went to school for, you invested in, and then you got only five years out of it, 10 years out of it. And that was it. And then you got to go get retrained, more schooling. What happens to all that debt? It's mounting and it's suffocating and crushing people and destroying their ability to invest in themselves, invest in their future, to respond with agility and anti-fragility in this environment. Our kids and, and frankly ourselves no matter you know where we are or who we are right now, need skills that are appropriate to the new emerging regenerative market and the ability to generate our own wealth. And independent of all those businesses, those large corporations and institutions, because the reality is they're over leveraged, they're, uh, man, I, I, people tell me everything and I'm here to tell you that the college system, the student loan and debt system, all of that is a bubble that is going to burst and burst soon. And all that education, all that 
money exchanging hands is going to reveal itself for what it is, something that doesn't have the value that has been inflated to have. So a lot of upset people, a lot of bitter people. But if we can take the momentum we have now, if we can take what resources we have now in, in our personal lives and in, in our own bodies and minds and apply them, we can make change happen. We can start small. We can do things. We also need meaning and purpose. And that's like something that's been missing entirely from all of our culture and way of life. We don't take meaning or purpose from the jobs that are that are there available in the market. We just do it because we got to make money so that we can survive, so that we can have an apartment, so that we can go to sleep somewhere at night and then eat some food. And, and it's subsistence economy is what we have. We have a degenerative subsistence economy and that has no depth or meaning no real purpose, no real expression or creativity for anyone. And because of that, I mean, we've also got the meaningless ac- educational, like like apathetic machine, which is the K through 12, like public education system that's leading to this too, that's training them for this, preparing them for this. But then that's why we have such high teenage suicide rates. That's why uh, suicide rates are just continuously on the rise. That's why, you know, um, depression, loneliness, um, disconnection, apathy are just skyrocketing. And no one's applying scalable regenerative solutions that form guilds that bring back local economies in a stabilizing way that's allowing for our small towns and communities to return, which is also a vital critical step because all those areas can come back all those abandoned land infrastructure space america is full of empty land it's full of abandoned land full of empty towns where you go through and it's a ghost town and this is a pattern that we've seen throughout our history as a as as an economy in america where we create this burst and then there's no plan, there's no long-term thinking, there's no regeneration, and so it dies and then they move to somewhere else. And by I mean they, I mean the people with wealth that are creating these systems and the people who live there experience this great amount of turmoil and if it's timed wrong for them, they're completely ruined. And we're seeing it happen again right now on an absolute macro scale. It's like the small town syndrome is happening to the entire economy, to the entire United States, to the entire world. And this moment of instability, is it's the time for mature thinking, for real science, for compassionate action to fill the void, to fill the gaps of meaning and purpose, and to provide real profitable and proven business models so we can start flipping farms we can start you know putting rooftop gardens we can start um, value adding all those services and products all around us market gardeners mycologists herbalists naturopathic doctors fiber shed businesses and cannabis growers are flipping farming on its head and showing how much good can be done while making exponentially more money than traditional farmers in a smaller space through regenerative means starting small and scaling into full-time businesses some of these starting in their living room starting on their balcony starting in their back shed 
and now they have full teams of employees. We're talking about over $100,000 on a quarter of an acre with just vegetables. We're talking about millions of dollars in mycology and cannabis. Um, these communities in these rural spaces that are experiencing these regenerative businesses start up, they're seeing things be reborn. People are having meetups. They're having seed swaps. They're, there's a re- rebirth around regenerative economies because it's a celebration and it feels good to do the right thing. And people recognize that and resonate that with that. So imagine this. It's 10 years from today. You still remember this talk and where you are right now because you took the initiative and invested in the regenerative economy by investing in yourself today. You made a plan. You quit your dead and degenerative job. You left that economy and now you're investing in yourself and others who are following a regenerative path. You made a plan and you followed it. You built your dream upon the soil up. You built it upon ethics and your integrity, doing the right thing every step of the way, zero waste and benefiting all. You see it all as part of the journey, looking back, part of your integrity, part of who you are. And today is the day you can step back and choose whether to run your businesses yourself or take time to do whatever you want to do. Vacationing, maybe visiting spas, maybe uh, starting up and coaching a new business. Um, Today, though, is yours. It's yours in complete. You have complete autonomy, control. You can step back and choose whatever you like. You can do quality time with family and friends and others, or you could just be investing in self-care, doing that meditation, going on those walks. You look upon your life as a testament to your dedication to showing care for people, the planet, and the future. And it is full of possibility just endless possibility with freedom and choice and every step is rich with purpose and meaning because you chose early on that this would be who you are and you helped foster and create the economy that you now get to share with everyone in your area, everyone in your bioregion, everyone else in the world. It's a gift you gave to yourself and everyone else and the future and to nature and to all these people that you will never meet, these lives that you have touched that you'll never see. That's you and you know it and you love it. But if we keep on as we are, if we stay in that job, we keep trying to please that boss keep pretending that that things are okay if we don't step into the regenerative economy we will witness the end of nature and all the animals that are from our childhood the, the sounds we used to make before we even like new words we would make the sounds of the monkey and they're gone How's that going to feel? To know that in our lifetime, 
We knew something had to be done. We knew something could have been done. And we did, didn't do it. We've seen it in the past. The Sahara, the Fertile Crescent, the American Midwest, the forests of North America, the Los Plateau. Not again. No more. Because it's the whole world at stake now. It's all of our futures. It's all of our children's children. And the chain that connects us all will be broken. All life, as we know it, will be gone. So now is the time for the new economy, for economy of healing, of care, of compassionate action, of permaculture ethics, of earth care, people care, and future care. Living it, loving it, and giving the gift to ourselves that gives to others. Our current economy is falling apart. It is degenerative. And while we don't celebrate it, we stand ready to fill the gap, to be the bridge to that new future, to that new economy, to that new way of life. I can see you standing there, proud, standing tall, knowing and wise. Let's build a better tomorrow today. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. Until next time.